while no one else can can tap into the WordPress admin area, uh, we allow clients to, you know, if you have custom fields and the client is not sure about them, or if you're building uh, some uh, some custom interface in the backend, they can still comment and ask questions and uh, uh, right there. And um, more than that, the idea is that uh, uh, by uh, by building it into the client's website, there's no la leg, you know. So most other solutions have, uh, uh, they force you to go to their platform and then go back to the website in order for it to be sufficient. Uh, so here there's no like back and forth, just you go directly to where you need to go. And uh, because we're not loading data from a different server or a different kind of platform, everything is super quick and super intuitive uh, from that sense. G'day folks, Troy Dean here and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. Podcast. My feature guest this week is so committed to being on this show that he's turned up twice at 12.30am. Uh, he is in the UK and the last time we uh, tried to do this I cancelled him at very short notice and he's turned up again. Uh, he's that committed to what he's doing and to serving his audience. He started out as a musician playing in a hard rock band touring around the country, started building websites in the back of the van because he, in the back of the tour van, because he realised that uh, there was no money in playing in rock and roll bands. He then launched an agency, uh, happened to join the WP Elevation Blueprint, scaled up to over six figures very quickly, started hiring people. He now has a team of 12, and he is now pivoting into the product space with a product that allows your clients to give you visual feedback on your WordPress website in the browser. This is a fascinating episode. I hope you've got your notepads ready. Let's go and meet my friend, Vito Peleg. This is the WP Elevation Podcast, helping WordPress consultants elevate. Just before we get into this episode of the podcast, I have a quick favour to ask. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe on iTunes at wpelevation.com slash iTunes. Or if you're not an Apple user, you can get us on Stitcher Radio at wpelevation.com slash Stitcher. And please, if you are on iTunes, leave us a rating and a review. It really does help us come up in the search results and get the show in front of a wider audience. And we love your feedback and we read all of the reviews. Thanks in advance. Now let's get back to the show. G'day folks, Troy Dean here and welcome to another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. Now my next guest is so committed to being on this show that the last time we were supposed to do this interview, he was awake at uh, about one o'clock in the morning in the office because he's on the other side of the planet. And I cancelled the podcast at very short notice because I had something crop up that I needed to deal with, unfortunately. He was very gracious. He is now again in the office at uh, about 12.30, just after midnight. Uh, he's that committed to being on this show. And I'm very, very pleased to have with me a good friend who I met recently out at Lee Jackson's event in the UK. Please say hello to Vito Peleg. Hey, Vito. How are you, my friend? Very good. I'm really happy to be here. Dude, I, I admire your commitment to being on this show, and I <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, the question is, do you stay up late to be on this show, or do you go to bed early and then just get up early and, and, and have the rest of the day? I actually, I usually go up, uh, go to sleep uh, pretty early at around uh, 11, I'd say. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that's way past my bedtime. Yeah. Um, but that's okay. I already noticed the team that I won't come in in the morning. So, awesome. <laughs> so it's going to even out. Excellent. Now, for those that don't know and uh, who, who may not be familiar with you, tell us a little bit about uh, who Vito Peleg is, what your background is and uh, what you're working on today. Sure. 
So um, I actually started building websites from the back of the van with the band that I was playing uh, at the time. And, uh, you know, we were kind of touring the world and uh, doing what we wanted to do, but the money was not there. So I uh, started building uh, websites and uh, and uh, building my client base uh, uh, from the road here in London. <laughs> and then uh, once finally the band uh, broke up, uh, I started, I said, all right, let's see how far I can get this thing. Um, uh, I went on the WP Elevation uh, course and within the first year I got to six figures wow and um, after two and a half years I had the team of 12 uh, wow. here uh, here in the office and spread out around the world wow and now after that I kind of realized that if I want to grow further I need to um, uh, to productize and to kind of like uh, find something that I can serve more people and help more people uh, without my immediate time yeah um, while doing that, I was trying to kind of figure out my agency as well and trying to see what I can, where are all the leaks. And I found that the problem is usually with communications. That's what's causing us to lose the most uh, time and to lose the most money while uh, building multiple projects at the same time. Yeah. And so that's the problem that, I try, that I'm trying to tackle now with uh, WP Feedback, mm -hmm. which is a brand new plugin uh, that is uh, helping uh, WordPress professionals get content, uh, prove designs, and provide support uh, through a visual tool and basically, it's like having your client sitting next to you, pointing at the screen, mm. uh, just without the human contact. Yeah, yeah, great, <laughs> great analogy. I like the way that you explain that. Uh, you know, they say that the, the, the great value proposition is if you can explain something that's like something you understand, but different. So Uber yeah. is Uber is like taxis, but they turn up on time and they're more reliable. Um, right. uh, you know, Airbnb is like hotels, but you get more. Uh, you know, um, iPhone is like Android, but not shit. You know, um, I, I, I have to give credit to Dan Norris, my friend Dan Norris, who I'm paraphrasing there. Uh, and so you've you've said this is like your client sitting next to you, pointing at the screen, telling you everything they want to change, but without having to have the two human beings in the same room. Exactly. Without having the two human beings in the same room, but mostly it's you know once the client's sitting next to you, um, they start moving you around. They start like it's like they're have they have their hand over your mouse, you know. Yeah. So what we're trying to do is just uh, have that peace of mind of working quietly and you know doing what you need to do, but having this completely clear idea of what uh, the client is asking for, and uh, you know without this back and forth and all of these kind of ongoing conversations, just trying to pinpoint where the issue or problem is. Mm. So now it's just. Um, simply click something and it's there. I love it. You know, it's funny, you and I have very similar journeys, right? Uh, I, I was yeah. playing, I was a musician and uh, and then got sick of being poor. <laughs> and so I was like, I've been poor and I've had money and having money wins, right? So I, oh, I, sure. I was like, uh, I'm sick of playing in bands <clears throat> because there's you know, not a lot of money in it. And I started building websites to promote myself as a musician. And then I started building websites for clients. And then I realized that, for me, it was about leverage. It was like, how can I do something once and get paid multiple times for it? And so the first thing we nice. launched was the video user manuals plugin, which is you know, a similar yeah. concept. It's like, let's teach you how to use WordPress in a series of video tutorials, and then let's license that to other developers. So very similar journey. I want to take a little bit of a step back, though, because um, I'm curious. Uh, tell me a little bit about the band that you were playing in while you were traveling, right. while you're on the road building websites out of the back of the, the tour bus. What was the <laughs> band that you were playing in? So we were called Chase the Ace, and it was a hard rock kind of band. And it was kind of interesting because uh, we were, you know, just like a few guys from Israel. That's uh, where I'm from originally. Uh, you know, just high school friends in a really, really small town in the middle of nowhere. 
and uh, and I actually um, really went into went deep into all of the digital stuff. And you know, Facebook was coming out at the time, and uh, uh, and uh, you know, it, it became easier to approach people from uh, abroad, even if you're not there. Mm-hmm. And um, I I kind of went all all out and uh, tried to learn as much as I can into marketing and uh, online kind of strategies. Uh, which and then when I started applying this to the band, within the first 30 days, uh, we got signed here in the UK. Uh, so that's what kind of brought us over here. Wow. And even then, you know, like uh, I was using all kinds of funnels and the same concepts that now we're doing with clients and uh, the, the stuff that we were talking, you know, in, in courses and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was doing that back then to just uh, sell albums and uh, sell merch. And we're doing loads of these kind of stuff. And we grew from, you know, just playing to 10 people uh, in a show to hundreds and then to thousands. Wow. Uh, we released uh, two albums worldwide. Wow. And that's when like, uh, we became 30, got old, and started looking for the money as well. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? Like, everything, it, it, uh, yeah. It's, it's the, the, the kind of, I mean, just for people who have never, have never been in the scene, uh, the band I played in had a bit of success. We were on national radio here in Australia. We had some TV appearances. Nice. We were touring. We were supporting some big bands. The kind of the kind of success that you need to have as an as a musical artist, whether it's a band or a solo artist, the kind of level of success that you need to have to be financially viable is it's crazy. just astronomical. It's ridiculous. Like you're either yes. a, you're either an Ariana Grande or or you're poor. You know, there, there's an yeah. interesting case study with um, Everclear um, uh, Art Alex Arcus from Everclear. Interesting case study when they came off the back of the Romeo and Juliet soundtrack. They were you know big band. They came back to make another record. Uh, the record, the kind of the, the the kind of the bottom fell out of the music industry with the advent of the MP3 and you know Napster. He decided, hey, we don't need a record label to make a record. So he's a really interesting case study where now he's basically they self fund their albums and they sell directly to the fans and they package it up. Right. It's like you can buy the record for twenty bucks, you can buy it on vinyl for thirty bucks, you can get vinyl and a t shirt for fifty. Um, you know, you can get a vinyl T-shirt and a backstage pass to our next gig for 150, and for two and a half grand, he'll fly to your house and play an acoustic gig in your backyard. Yeah, right. It's like so he's just gone direct to the fans and packaged his what he does up into different product offerings, and he says they're making more money now than when they had a record label because all the all the profits yeah. go to the band. That's so true. And like uh, we found that as well uh, while we were doing these kind of funnels and stuff. Uh, once you package things up and, you know, we were yeah selling the digital, but then you have the upsell and why not get the physical and the T-shirt and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it really works for bands. They're not, they're not really aware of this uh, as much as, uh, as they should. Yeah. Uh, I try to do my part and just uh, teach um, at least my friends how to do it, you know, the, the ones yeah. that stuck to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, there's like... Um, well, we signed with a with uh, with two record labels uh, uh, during our like five years uh, in uh, uh, on the, uh, you know uh, running, mm-hmm. and uh, we had like a um, what's it called like a, a distribution not distribution um, like a like uh, oh I forgot what it's called but anyway like the point was that uh, eventually out of all of this stuff we made nothing yeah. the cool thing is that we just got the albums so the albums that they gave us yeah. these were the ones that actually made profit because we sold them theirse- ourselves either on the shows or through uh, online uh, funnels yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's really interesting uh, just not to spend too long in the music industry but I'm watching a great documentary recently uh, called The Defiant Ones 
uh, oh, yeah. with um, Jimmy Iovine and Dr. Dre and their whole story about how those two met and their journey as, as music makers and then their journey to, you know, creating the, the Beats uh, headphones and selling to Apple for, you know, whatever it was. Three or a billion. billion. Yeah, like crazy. <laughs> um, and the, the record companies now, uh, and Warner Music were the first one to do this, the record companies now are signing what they call 360 deals. So if you're an, an artist, they want not only a percentage of your recorded music because there's no, there's no money in recorded music anymore. No. They want so a percentage was, of your of your touring and your and your t shirts as well. They call it tickets and t shirts. So they want a, they want basically yeah. a percentage of all of your income as an artist. Um, yeah. Hey, what so the live what, shows mostly? You know, that's the yeah, that's, that's the right. biggest pain. That's where the money is. Yeah. Um, uh, how, how were the other band members? The other band members looking at you funny while you sit in the back of the the tour van building websites? <laughs> like Vito, what are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, well, I was always kind of the guy, you know, driving it. I was always had like this uh, entrepreneurial kind of spirit. The uh-huh. music was my way of doing it since I was, uh, you know, 14 years old. Yeah, well. uh, so, so I was always on the computer, either doing websites or doing the uh, uh, our promotions and stuff like that. So, like, uh, they all even gotten used to the fact that every time there is a McDonald's, you know, on the highway, they would stop just so I can get a bit of Wi-Fi <laughs> while uh, you know driving to the next spot. Fantastic. Uh, now, how did you, I'm curious, so you're on the road, you're touring, you're building websites. How did you discover WP Elevation in the first place? Uh, Facebook ads, basically. Oh, there you go. Um, I was, uh, I was, it was, it happened right after the band broke up and I was a bit lost, you know, trying to figure out what's, uh, what's the next step and what, uh, um, what's the path that I should take. Um, it was kind of taken from me, if that makes sense, because, you know, when you're in a band, mm. uh, even though if you're the leader, you, you still have like a, it's more of a family relationship than uh, yeah. than a business relationship. Yeah. Uh, so when when people drop off, it's not just, OK, we'll just find another guy and replace it. It just changes dynamics. You totally. live together. And yeah. so uh, so after that happened, I was kind of a, a, a bit, a, I was a, a lost a bit. Yeah. And uh, then I saw the ad and it was it was talking directly at me because I was having I did have a few clients at the time, but I wasn't really sure uh, how to uh, systemize it properly. I didn't have any care plans. So I got clients calling me in the middle of the night or sending me, uh, you know, stuff on Facebook or on, uh, on WhatsApp uh, asking <laughs> for requests. Uh, with you know, with not without paying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so that really structured everything uh, for me in terms of the beginning of the agency, awesome. and that allowed me to bring on people as well. Because you know, instead of me training them, I just showed them the the let the you know the models. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. That's so good, man. I, I I can't tell you how rewarding that is to hear. Uh, you know, when I when my band fell apart in my mid twenties, and I was a bit lost as well, and I was doing some IT consulting, and then I discovered the web in my late twenties, and uh, there was, I, you know, there was nothing like WP Elevation around back then. I mean, WordPress yeah. wasn't kind of even around back then. So, um, uh, if there was, you know, having some community that you can tap into where there's a whole bunch of other people doing a similar thing, and you kind of go, oh, wow, okay, there's, yeah, there's a tribe yeah. here. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, all right, let's fast forward a little bit. So one of the biggest pain in the ass things working with clients is getting feedback from the client. And usually what they do is they send you an email, right? And the email goes something like this. Hey, Vito, everything's looking good, except on that page where the thing does the thing, uh, it's not supposed yeah. to do that thing. Can you make it do another thing? And you're like, I don't even know. Well, like, how the hell am I supposed to interpret that? Like, <laughs> come on, you know, give me a break. And you end up just going back and forth with so many kind of just trying to get on the same page, literally trying to get on the same yeah. page. And the web is a visual medium, right? So this is why I'm such a big fan of building prototypes before you launch a complex website because it gets people in the browser. And so you're, you've recognized this and your tool 
allows people to get in the browser and have a conversation with you in the browser because after all, that's where the thing lives, right? Exactly. So within the agency, we start where we built uh, we build websites, uh, like you're saying, through with uh, uh, visual builders and, you know, like page builders. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it just makes sense that instead of taking screenshots of what we did <laughs> on there and then sending it out to clients or using all kinds of different uh, apps online, uh, all the interaction should happen within the website itself. Yeah. More than that, you know, I found that it's kind of a bit crazy that uh, we have this uh, notion that we need to send the clients to someplace else. So we're using all of these kind of elaborate platforms and we're always sending them everywhere except for their own website. Yeah. And that causes them to fear the website once they launch it, once we launch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they never log in, they never kind of appreciate the real value of this incredible marketing resource that they have uh, in their hands now, uh, just because they weren't really familiar familiarized with it uh, during the build or during the uh, the process itself. Mm. So the idea is to bring them closer to the to the website uh, and canceling completely all of these back and forth. I even have like a cool, a cool story that that's basically what initiated the uh, the the build for us. Uh, we're working on this huge uh, e-com website. Uh, it had like a four and a half thousand products. Wow! And we we just launched, and um, uh, everything was going pretty smoothly, you know, right after the launch. Um, but then the client sent us a message saying, "I can't see the add to cart button. I'm losing sales," you know, and that's the that was the kind of the the notion of the email. So we went to the website, but and you see the add to cart button. Wherever we looked, we saw that on the, you know, just like a Woo, WooCommerce website. Uh-huh. Uh, after a couple of hours of trying to figure out what's going on, going back and forth with him, he got pissed because, uh, you know, obviously we are not on the same page as what he's seeing. Mm-hmm. And he's telling us, I can see that it's not here. And we're sending him screenshots saying it's right here. We can see it. Eventually, it was one product out of the four and a half thousand that uh, ran out of stock. So the button just disappeared automatically through WooCommerce, <laughs> but it just wasted so much time just to figure it out and so much aggravation back and forth. Yeah. Instead of him just clicking there, we click on the notification, we're redirected right where the problem is, the page scrolls to where you where the issue is, and the task opens right there for you, so you just comment back yeah. uh, to the client, sure, we're fixing. Yeah, problem would have been solved in five minutes. Um, yeah. Couple of things I want to. First of all, I want to get this out of the way, right? Because this is. So I want to talk about your differentiator. This is. You're not the only product on the market that does this kind of thing. There's things like Bug Herd. There's. Uh, there's. You know. In fact, I think Bug Herd's even folded now, hasn't it? Like is Bug is Bug Herd yes. still around, right? So Bug, Bug Herd's not gone. That, right? Not that I've seen. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but there are there are a bunch of tools that do a similar thing. There's also Project Huddle, which I'm familiar with, which is a WordPress plugin. How is your How is your product different to other solutions on the market? So first of all, we're the only ones that is that are built into the client's website, and that gives us a few advantages. Uh, um, first of all, it allows us to uh, to create back-end uh, feedback. So while no one else can can tap into the WordPress admin area, uh, we allow clients to you know if you have custom fields and the client is not sure about them, or if you're building uh, some uh, some custom interface in the backend. They can still comment and ask questions and uh, uh, right there. And um, more than that, the idea is that uh, uh, by 
uh, by building it into the client's website, there's no la leg, you know? So most other solutions have, uh, uh, they force you to go to their platform and then go back to the website in order for it to be sufficient. Uh, so here there's no like back and forth, just you go directly to where you need to go. And uh, because we're not loading data from a different server or a different kind of platform, everything is super quick and super intuitive uh, from that sense. Uh, another cool thing that we've done that uh, that I, I don't understand why no one else have done before is uh, is restructure the backend. So there's like a proper tasks management area in the backend of the uh, of the website, and it's not built into the WordPress uh, UI. Um, well, for us, you know, we're, we're working with WordPress for years. Mm -hmm. So for us, it's like, you know, it's uh, it, it, it's second nature. You know, we don't yeah. even think about the We go to the WordPress admin and we know what to do. Yeah. But clients uh, don't like it in That's most right. cases. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, what we did is we created the plugin because it's the first interaction that the client is going to have with his website. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at it as the gateway to WordPress. Yeah. And uh, and everything is designed in a way that is more influenced by the intuitive and the native apps that the client is already using, like, you know, his email, email uh, apps and, yeah. uh, and Word and these kind of very, very basic and intuitive apps, yeah. rather than force him to learn a brand new system. Mm. So we're kind of easing them in. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so the back end is also like completely designed and not, uh, it's, it looks more like a support desk than, uh, than a WordPress post. Yeah, because frankly, the WordPress UI leaves a lot to be desired. I love WordPress. We all love WordPress. So let's not have a, you know, save me the hissy fit about people coming on and going, <laughs> oh, you know, give me a hard time. We love WordPress. But the UI is pretty ordinary. It leaves a lot to be desired and it's not up to yes. scratch if you, you know, log into a help scout or you log into an intercom or you start using any of those apps. WordPress is a long way from from that and you know a lot of that's got to do with backward compatibility oh, sure. you know there's many reasons for that um i just i just want to clarify something are you saying that i can leave talk to me about the wordpress dashboard i can leave i can ask a question about something in the wordpress dashboard yeah that's a huge uh, wow. difference uh, compared to anything else on the market right um so not so only not only i can front ask and back right and front right so i can ask questions on the front end i can say hey i can see this testimonials loaded up it looks great but i can then log into the back end and go hey I can go to the testimonial section in the menu and go, hey, how do I use this custom post type here? How do I like, oh, wow, that's neat. Exactly. I can't find the edit button or uh, how do I save this or, you know, all these kind of small questions that yeah. clients bother us with. Yeah. And uh, you're not really sure what they're talking about because it's, it, yeah, like you said at the yeah. beginning, it's always just like a snappy one-liner. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but if That's it's right. connected to where the thing is, yeah. then there's no no doubt. That's right. I mean, of course, if they're using video user manuals, Vito, then most of those questions they'll, they'll know. But when <laughs> you... When all, you I'm using that, yeah, actually. When all, you, bu all, when all you build websites. custom functionality, <laughs> you do need to explain the custom functionality. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't resist. Now, um, a, couple, a couple of things I want to touch on. You, as an admin, so the plugin lives on each client's website. So if you're managing four or five projects at a time, you'll effectively be logging into each client's website to answer their questions, and or you, or can you just do it via email? So you can you get email notifications of everything. Uh, depends on the notifications you decide to receive. Mm -hmm. uh, then once you click through, you go directly to where the issue is, so you can see it over there. Mm -hmm. Then you can decide how to reply, whether it's on the ticket itself or uh, via email. Ideally, it would be on the ticket itself. Uh -huh. uh, more than that, we have uh, we're kind of uh, clinged on to the WordPress Zapier integration. Uh -huh. So we're allowing uh, the users to integrate this to their existing workflows. So you, so if you're using a support desk like we are. 
Um, we're pushing all of these updates directly into the support desk. Hmm. Um, we're using teamwork. And uh, if you're using like a Trello or something like that, you want to create tickets uh, specifically hmm. into that project. Yeah. So there's all kinds of um, interesting ways to interact with it. Uh, you can even save like lines into a spreadsheet if that's that's your thing. So there's kind of all, way, all kinds of ways uh, through Zapier that uh, you can manage your own workflow. Um, there is a plan in the future to do like a centralized system as well. But for now, we're not trying to compete with, uh, you know, with Trello or with yeah, uh, yeah. Um, with uh, help, help Scout and all of these kind of tools. Yeah. Uh, they do um, a, a really, really good job uh, that we can't compete with at this stage. Yeah, sure. um, so we're just allowing people to jump in and build it into the process. Um, I know that building software is really, 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 really hard and really expensive and takes a lot longer than you anticipate. How are you sleeping, brother? <laughs> I'm not sleeping that much. I actually, <laughs> I just uh, finished a full weekend. I, I did spend some time with the wife. We went to see an interesting uh, AI exhibition here in, uh, in the city. Huh. And uh, th- that was really interesting uh, uh, to see. But for the rest of the time, I was uh, scheduling a post on Buffer. And uh, and uh, uh, I actually created – this is pretty interesting. Maybe we can even share this with the listeners as well. Sure. Uh, we created um, – so while we're doing the early access, I wanted to see if the problem is really there or if it's just me. Yeah. Uh, so we added like a survey that asked all the people that signed up um, oh, how yeah. they're managing their website, what are, the, what are they doing in terms of support, content, and the design, mm. as well as asking them what's their go-to theme and what's their preferred uh, page builder. Huh. And we had 500 uh, freelancers and uh, agency owners that uh, answered the survey. Wow, that's awesome. So. So I created like uh, that was the work for this week, and I created the benchmark report that uh, that hopefully would allow a lot of people in the community to really understand where they stand compared to uh, five other under, uh, others uh, freelancers and agencies yeah. uh, around the world. Uh, so yeah, so so it's, it's uh, I designed this document, I wrote it up. I'll send you the first draft. It's yeah. literally fresh from a couple hours ago. Yeah, and uh, probably by the time this will this will be aired, uh, we'll have like a proper one. Awesome. Um, who, tell me, who's the perfect customer for uh, for WP Feedback? So the coolest thing, and we're doing this kind of work for clients through the agency, uh, you know, uh, approaching new audiences. And every time you do a new website, you got to find the target audience and create the client avatar and all of this kind of stuff. Here, the coolest thing is that I am the client. Uh, and uh, that, that changes things completely. You know, like everything that I do, I just try to make sense to see how it will resonate either with me or with some of the designers here at the office. Mm. Uh, and also, we have an amazing beta group that is kind of uh, giving me so much feedback that it's just uh, unbelievable. Mm. Um, I, even, I even have uh, an interesting thing that happened just like the other day. Um, I was posting a comment on the, uh, just like posting a post on this beta group. And um, I looked at who seen my post and the, it only had five people because it was just like literally seconds after I posted it. And five of the pictures looked exactly the same. So everyone is like black and white with like, a, you know, it's just like a bit of a beard, a bit, a bit scruffy. And, uh, and so I printed this and I have it here on my wall. So I know who the people are. Uh, but but basically, these are freelancers that are already managing multiple projects, yeah. or agency owners that uh, uh, that want to save time for their staff and uh, uh, and systemize these processes properly. Uh, and 
the the pre-launch so you've been doing like a an early bird you know pre-launch kind of list get on the waiting list that closes tomorrow i believe at the time that we're making this which is the toward the end of what is it now 20th of may so that closes tomorrow when do you open to the public and what are your expectations um expectations from what when you open to the public what what are you kind of expecting the first 30 days to look like when you open the doors so hopefully it will, we're already getting some nice traction and uh, I set up a bunch of uh, a, a bunch of posts that, you know, a bunch of articles that will be launched on uh, all of the biggest uh, platforms within our community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, I'm kind of doing like a press tour now. Yeah. Uh, so, so all of that is going to happen on that same month. Uh, the launch date is on the 18th of June, mm-hmm. uh, just a couple of days before I'm going to WordCamp uh, Berlin. Berlin, yeah. WordCamp Europe yeah. in Berlin this yeah. year and uh, I'm hoping that well we already have one a little more than a thousand people that subscribed to uh, to the early access so yeah. I'm hoping that this will already bring uh, a nice boost of people that are trying and, and actually transforming their businesses through the through this solution and yeah. um, my goal I, I have pretty I, I don't know if I should say that but I have pretty kind of uh, high high ex- expectations and and uh, my projections are, are you know, I started with the projection and then I 10x'd it, uh-huh. and now that's the real projection. Good. Uh, or the real aspiration. So I'm hoping to get to 2,000 users uh, by the end of uh, uh, by the end of uh, August, and uh, then start scaling up really fast with uh, Facebook ads. And you know, the coolest thing with having an agency is that we've done all of this stuff for clients already. Yeah. So yeah. I'm ca- I kind of feel confident and in control for the first time uh, ever, you know, start doing these kind of things. Awesome. So, um, so it's pretty cool. I, I have a full on uh, execution plan and, and uh, I call it a, a attack plan, you know, for the, for the upcoming two months. Awesome. And uh, your team are all local, are they? Or they, they have some local, some remote? Yeah, so I have team. I have a team uh, here in this, in the office in London, mm-hmm. but then we have six other people that are spread out uh, around the world, um, mostly uh, uh, some in the States, some in India, some in the Philippines, mm-hmm. um, and everyone is doing what they're kind of good at, good mm-hmm. with, and I think that's kind of a cool thing in terms of uh, when hiring a remote team. What I tried to do is uh, is play into each culture's strengths. Mm. So, for example, here in London, we this like there's no way we're gonna do designs outside of this office. Mm. Uh, any strategy, design, and content is done in house here. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to marketing or like PPC campaigns and stuff like that, I go to the states because mm-hmm. they have a better uh, kind of approach to these things or or an approach that I that resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, all the VAs and all of the kind of admin stuff that goes to the Philippines and mm-hmm. uh, development is actually done mostly in India mm-hmm. with the team that I've had there for a few years now. Yeah, awesome. You've solved a lot of problems, man. Like even getting a remote team to perform <laughs> at a certain level, like it's a huge pain in the ass and just takes time oh, to find the right it. people and, you know, get them playing the game. So you've solved a massive problem there. Uh, I imagine that your agency experience has helped you when it comes to launching a product. I, I think that the the work that I've done with the agency, even though towards the end, once you reach this glass ceiling that everyone is, you know, experiencing at some point, uh, the work that I've done with this 
couldn't have prepared me more for doing uh, mm. uh, for launching anything or marketing anything you know that because you're kind of doing it in an expedited way mm. and you ha- you get feedback from clients and you get requests and you have them sitting on your neck all mm-hmm. the time for, uh, for to get those results that they deserve mm. uh, so so now I have the freedom to do what I want which is amazing you know so like uh, there's all kinds of, of uh, you know secret things in in the marketing campaigns that only uh, you know the professionals see and get um which is really funny you know clients will never let me put like a gif at the end of the frequently asked questions yeah, 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 yeah. and uh, uh, you know like making things lighter everything should should be always a bit more serious than i believe it should be yeah, yeah. Um so now i have the ability to do it uh, for myself which just cr- really ta- uh, really taps into all my creative uh, uh, juices you know and i love yeah. it yeah, that's awesome. Uh, where can people go and find out more and where can they uh, uh, sign up and, and, and get into Oh, I should ask, what, what's the, when, when you launch, are there going to be different pricing packages? How have you structured the pricing around it? Yes. So um, uh, the pricing will be either monthly or yearly. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's up to the user. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's going to be three levels. Uh, one, the lowest one is just like one domain, one active domain, mm-hmm. uh, all the way to up to unlimited mm-hmm. um, for the, you know, for the higher plans. Mm-hmm. And you, are you going to split test pricing? Uh, well, from my experience, pricing always changes. Like yeah, yeah. Uh, it's something that you can't stop testing yeah yeah and and something that was really interesting is that i had a pricing in mind and i posted it on the on the beta group Mm -hmm. and asked them you know how much would you pay for this you know now that you've seen what it does and everything and um and they completely changed my mind Uh, no one chose the option the one option that i gave and they chose like i I gave seven seven options and i literally had zero votes on the one that i thought was the will be the best one so you know in the spirit of the plugin uh you know with uh, gathering feedback and so on uh, this is something that i i i put as the top value for the way that I'm going to structure this new business, um, you know, really talking to the people, really understanding what they want and building according to that. That was also the better process with, we started with a very, very basic MVP and just ask them, what do you need in order for it to be added to your existing workflow? What do you need in order for you to save on, to save time and, and, Get, help you to finish those projects quicker, you know, so mm. we get to that final uh, deposit that we're all waiting for. Yeah. I'm curious, did, uh, yeah. did, did they choose higher price points or lower price points? Than yes. The one that, yeah, they chose higher. It was yeah, yeah. much, much higher than yeah, I yeah, thought. Yeah. Like, I um, it, it, it almost tripled what I thought. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? it it's so hard it's to price your own, your own products, man, because it's, yeah. we're so close to it, it's really hard. And, we, and there's all this fear that you want people to like it, you don't want to seem like you're charging yeah. too much, but yeah, don't price your own products. Have other people come in and advise you to price your products. And <laughs> definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and there is a bit, a bit of a, uh, like a positioning to it as well, because yeah. you know, if, if, you're, if you're pricing it too low, you're going to get the people that, uh, that that's what they're kind of after. But, uh, but I, I think that it's, uh, it's better to price it just a little higher than, uh, uh, than you know, the standard plugin uh, that is mm. out there. Mm. First of all, because we're, we are saving loads of literally hours mm. every week. Mm. Um, but, uh, but also, you know, so you get the real pros. So that's you get right. the people that, that appreciate their own business and, that's right. they, you know, they want to to make this work, you know, rather than just complain. And it's interesting, the customers that generally pay you the most complain the less 
the least and, and give you the least support. You know, it's really interesting. We've learned that over the last uh, five or six years. Uh, so yes. where can people go to learn more about WP Feedback? So that'll be wpfeedback.co forward slash elevate. Perfect. WPfeedback.co forward slash elevate. Uh, Vito, thank you very much for staying up past midnight twice now to be on the podcast. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And it was Absolutely. awesome to meet you a few weeks ago out at Lee Jackson's event yes. in the UK, man. That was really, really, really special. I had a bit of a fangirl kind of a thing when I first met you, you know, because I've been sitting at home listening yeah. to your voice for yeah. uh, for a couple of years, you know, and then finally seeing you in person. I was really excited. And, you know, and, and that was kind of a cool thing that I noticed at this event altogether, uh, because, you know, it kind of felt like we're because we know each other from from online, you know, from mm. Facebook and these kind of groups. It kind of felt like everyone thinks the other one is the coolest guy in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we're all taking selfies with each other yeah, that's and, right. and seeing like, can we can I approach this guy? And he yeah. thinks, can I approach this guy? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that was beautiful. And what, once we cracked it with the with the with the group there, yeah. uh, you know, it just made everything super comfortable. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a great event. Yeah. Uh, thanks for being a part of it. I wish you all the best with WP feedback and please keep Thank in touch and, and let me know how it goes. Brilliant. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Fido. All right, gang, there you go. There's another episode of the WP Elevation podcast. WPfeedback.co slash elevate is where you go to learn more about the WP Feedback plugin. Uh, and subscribe at iTunes. Leave us a rating and a review. Just go to WPElevation.com slash iTunes. And also hit us up on YouTube and Facebook. I look forward to seeing you next and speaking with you next on the podcast. Until then, I'm Troy Dean. Go Elevate. <laughs>